God has has ministered in in many ways already, and many lives have been changed. And for that, we're thankful. Amen. It's always a privilege to be able to uh, share with you. It was either Thursday or Friday before last. Uh, the Lord woke me up with this word and impressed upon me the next time you're in the pulpit at New Life, this is the message you preach. And I wasn't scheduled to be here today. Pastor's already explained that. And then I heard his message last Sunday and then knew the message that, that the Lord had spoken to me about. And obviously, the Spirit is desiring to do a very strong work in our minds. In, in our minds. So I'd like to turn your attention to Isaiah 26 and 3, and then John 14 and 27. There will be two text uh, scriptures today, Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And I want to share with you today, peace of mind. Peace of mind. I'm going to share the word. I'm going to share what I believe that um, the Spirit has directed me to share and then we're going to give God an opportunity to do a work in our minds. In our minds. I believe that God continues to position this church for greater things. Next weekend, Pastor has shared it, uh, is going to be another key weekend. In my opinion, this is just my opinion, I don't have scripture for this, but in my opinion, Mark Morgan is one of the apostolic generals today. That, that God has raised up worldwide. And I'm very excited about what God is doing. But today, there's some people that need peace. And you can have it. And you can have it today. Can we ask God to give us personal revelation? Can we ask God to, to do a work in the minds of his, of his people today? Can you just open your voice and, and ask Him right now? Lord Jesus, we know your spirit is here. We have felt it. We thank you for the work you've already done. And we're believing, we're believing that you are going to do a mighty work in the next few minutes in the minds of your people. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Can the church say amen? You may be seated. Peace of mind. I would imagine that every one of us agree that the mind is a battleground. I was speaking to a young minister at another part of the country this week, and he was explaining to me a battle that he's been fighting in his mind. And I've told him that it's as if in our minds there are many doors, many doors. It's, it's as if the enemy, however the enemy works through 
spirits, demons, or however all of that works, and I definitely believe in the spirit world like that. How, however it works, we do know this, that we cannot be overpowered because if we could be, we all already would be. But how we come under attack is through giving the enemy, giving the spirits access into our lives. To me, it's like if I was going to draw a picture, it would be that the spirits, the demons, our flesh, whatever it is, literally goes around checking doors in our mind, looking for one to be left open. And so what can happen is, is we can allow a weight, a sin, an offense, or trouble to crack a door. And what happens when we allow that, we allow our peace to become chaos. We understand something, a, a powerful principle. I refer to it as the bookends of the Bible. For in Genesis, we see that sin lieth at the door. And in Revelation, we see, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And so in our minds, it is really up to us what we allow in. I stand here today saying this, through the power of God and standing on his word, and when I obey his word, I can have peace of mind even in the middle of great storms in my life. I know that this works. It's biblical. There are people that are fighting battles in their mind today that it's not the will of God that they are fighting what they are fighting. I am not making a blanket statement. I understand that, that, that there are issues that are beyond my understanding, but I also understand there are no issues beyond his understanding. When we consider the setting of John 14, 27, it speaks of a conversation that King Jesus had with his disciples as he approached crucifixion. We have to understand this. If we're really going to understand how all of this unfolded, we would start in chapter 12 and we see where Mary extravagantly anoints the feet of Jesus. And at that point of extravagant expression, there were some that were annoyed by what she did. John 12, 7 and 8, then said, Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. For the poor always you have with you, but me ye have not always. He spoke of my burying. He spoke of me ye not always will have with you. And so as the disciples are hearing these kinds of words, they, they start becoming increasingly on edge. And so then Jesus enters Jerusalem. It was the triumphant entry. The people are praising him loudly with palm branches. They're giving him extravagant praise. 
And Jesus then starts speaking to his disciples about the hour has come that I will be glorified. John 12, 23 through 27. And Jesus answered them saying, the hour is come that the son of man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. And so the disciples are hearing this, and it's more talk from Jesus that is unnerving them. And then we move to John 13. It's the Last Supper. He washes their feet, and Jesus speaks of his betrayal, and the discomfort and the unnerving grows. And, and, then, and then Peter speaks out, as he often did, and he said, uh, I will never deny you. And then Jesus said, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And so now the progression of all of this has the tension in the room immense. Then we move to our text chapter, John 14, 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. They're not thinking the place. They're just hearing, I go. I'm leaving. The world that, that you had put together that's all so planned out, the way you think that it was going to be, now that's starting to shape. And so there's more talk of, of his departure and his death. And then in John 14, 18, and 19, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. It's just more talk about their world being turned upside down. It's just more talk about Jesus, the one they were serving, the one, the one that they had left all for, is now talking about the leaving, and they are literally emotionally distressed. I'm speaking to people right now that are emotionally distressed. There are people inside this building that are emotionally distressed. There are people that are watching by way of webcast that are facing this, and there's literally in their lives, peace of mind is nowhere to be found. It just wasn't lining up. It, life just was not going the way they had planned. They, they planned it was going to be this way. He's going to be the king. He's going to be the ruler. We're, we're going to take care of these Romans. That's what's going to happen. We're, we're riding in here. We've seen him do all of these miracles. All he has to do is just speak, and, and the, the leaders are dead people. We, we carry him out. 
They had it all figured out. And then Jesus starts explaining to them another way, and their expectations are blown, and their world is shaken. And at that point, after those conversations, Jesus says in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And so we see that Jesus is speaking about a peace that he gives, but then he also speaks about a peace that the world gives. I believe this is speaking to us today on February the 27th, 2022. We, we look at the world and there are things happening in the world. We consider the happenings of the last few hours and there are families of new life that, that their world has been shaken. We, we look, I look at all of these faces staring back at me right now and you look nice and you've got good expressions, but I don't know what's going on in your world. I don't know what's in your head. I don't know what you face as many times you plaster a smile on your face. But I can tell you this, whoever you are, whatever is going on in your life, there is a peace that is available to us. He has not left us comfortless. When we speak about peace of mind and how we need the peace of God, but then we see that peace that the world offers. One way that the world tries to convince us that we can have peace is through getting away. If we can just get away, if we can just take a vacation, and, and we look forward to holidays, and even on these holidays where it's just one day, you, you get up in the morning excited, but by evening you're, you're concerned about tomorrow, and all of it starts coming in. Many people take vacations, wear themselves out on vacation, come back behind and, and messed up. That's, that's the peace that the world tries to give. What, why doesn't getaway peace work? It doesn't work because we have to come back. There's another peace that the world tries to give, and that's through accomplishment. If you can just graduate from this, if you can just graduate from high school, if you can just graduate from college, if, if we can just get that first degree or that second degree or that, that third degree, if we could just get that job, we, we would have peace if we could just get that job. If, if on the job, if I could just get that promotion, I, I would have peace of mind if I could have that promotion. If I could just feel like a success, if, if I could just during the day feel like I was a success, feel like there was a reason why people should be looking at me and considering me a success. If I, if I just had this amount of money, uh, or, or that amount of money, if I just had this, if, you know, if I could just drive that car, if I could just live in that house, you drive by and you see a house, oh, my life would be everything if I could, if I could have that. Or, or if my marriage was like, and then we look at a marriage 
that we don't really know anything about, but we think it's that. It's if we had those kids, and kids are saying if we had those parents. And it's just on and on and on. It's accomplishment. It's we'll, we'll find peace. We can find peace if, if it was just that. And then, unfortunately, the world tries to offer peace through chemicals. And this is a big one because we are now living in an intoxicated drug society. And medicine can be a good thing, I understand that, but the bad thing is that many people believe peace is only possible by prescription. And, and that is not the peace that, that God is offering. And then there's the alcohol. Just numb it. Just take a break from it. Just take your, your mind, alter your mind in, in a way. And Bud, Bud Light one time called it the good life. Miller Light was closer when they said the high life because that's really what it is. And I even saw one advertisement stating tax relief equals crown royal. These, these businesses are so big, they have billions of dollars. And so they can come up with all of these neat slogans and all of these jingles. But it doesn't change the fact that if you're going to get that and you go to a restaurant, you look on a menu and at the top it says spirits. We, we pass by uh, businesses that, that focus on this and they advertise spirits. I don't think they're talking about the Holy Spirit. I don't believe, but I guarantee you they're at least being honest on one thing. It's spirits. And so we see this in Proverbs 23, 31 through 35. Look thou not upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At, at the last it biteth like a serpent, stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of, the, of a mast. In other words, you'll do things that just make no sense whatsoever. They have stricken me, shalt thou say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. This does not sound like true peace to me. So we can look at the peace that the world offers through getaways or accomplishments or intoxication. And then one more, there are so many, but, but one more that's real popular today is unholy relationships. That we would, we would just have peace if, if we could get into a relationship with that individual, but it's an unholy relationship, and the high is really high, but then the crash is really hard. Proverbs 9, 17 and 18, stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant, but he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are in the depths of hell. So this is what we can expect through a relationship of fornication or a relationship of adultery. Pleasure, yes, but peace of mind, no. And so what the enemy of our soul does is the enemy comes and checks the doors and, 
and is seeking to, to convince us that we can find peace in all the wrong places. It's, it's the enemy of our soul. It's the enemy of our soul that will try to connect us with so much thinking about a way that would bring us peace. And there's absolutely no way. Just get away. Just, just accomplish something. Just use some chemicals if, if you need chemicals. Or, or get into this relationship and you will find peace. And we literally see multiplied thousands of people that are searching for peace. And they're searching for peace in all the wrong places. There is a peace that the world tries to give, but it's explained really in, in one word, and that word is temporary. It may be for a moment, I guess the biblical word that really spells it out is season. It's pleasure for a season, but the season obviously ends. Hebrews eleven twenty four and 25 talks about this. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Seasons are different. They, they vary in length, but one thing they all have in common, it's just temporary. It may range from one night at the bar or the club. It may range with just a one-night stand. It may be a weekend or a spring break fling. It could be two to weeks or, or months or years of an unholy emotional um, connection or an unholy adulterous connection. Or get this, it could even be living a self-centered life faithful to church. But what it all has in common is it's sin for a season. It's just sin for a season. It's going to start. There's going to be a season. I've, I heard some people say, and my oldest brother, I've, I've referred to him so many times. He told me, he goes, Terry, he said, those people that are saying that sin is not fun, they're lying to you. He said, because I'm doing a lot of sinning and I'm having a lot of fun. And the truth is, it is fun for a season. But then when it's time that that season's over and it's time to, to, to pay those wages, the wages of sin is death. So when we talk about this, I can tell you that, that Jesus said, I offer a peace that it's not like the world gives. Peace I leave with you, John 14, 27. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. But I can tell you some of the most powerful words I have ever read in the Scripture regarding our mind comes from the prophet Isaiah. And in Isaiah 26 and 3, it's a promise but it has conditions. Thou will keep him 
in perfect peace or complete peace or mature peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Thou and thee, who is he? Thou and thee, who is the he? We're talking about the omniscient one. We're talking about if we can keep our minds stayed on the all-knowing one. How about the all-present one? No, we, we need to really break this down in the world that we're living in right now. We're talking about if we will keep our minds stayed on the, on the omniscient one, the omnipresent one, the omnipotent one. I'm speaking about the all-knowing, everywhere, all-powerful. He is able to give us the peace of mind that so many people are searching for in other ways. I wish we believed this. I, I really, I really wished I had. I'm trying to get a greater revelation of this. So what is our them? If, if we do not have our mind stayed on thee, then we have it stayed on them. So what we need to, to figure out in our mind and come to grips with is, is, okay, Terry, what is your them? There are many people that their them is injustice. People have done them wrong. People have done their family wrong. People have done uh, their friends wrong. And, and the them that their mind is stayed on is injustice. And other people are living rent-free inside their heads. Other people are, are calling the shots inside their mind. I'm here today to tell you that if somebody else is living rent-free in your head, if there's an injustice that is driving you, if, if there is something that has happened to you that, that now, yes, as far as in time, it was in your past, but it's not truly in our past as long as it is negatively affecting our present. We cannot say that something is in our past if it is still negatively affecting us today in our present. I'm telling you, that them of injustice, it must bow. How about ungodly entertainment? There is no way you can have peace of mind when you're feeding on trash. There's absolutely no way. It just doesn't make sense. I'm not talking a Pentecostal list. I'm not up here. Talk, I'm talking the Word of God. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, stayed, affixed to, leaned to. Not, not I'm going to let my mind visit him on Sunday morning. I'm going to let my mind visit him on Wednesday night, maybe. I'm going to let my mind visit him. No, this is not about visiting rights. This is about homesteading in our mind that I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is affixed to, affixed to, stayed on thee. Your them may be the news. I don't know how a news junkie can have peace. I absolutely have no way of understanding that. Your them may be social media 
platforms. If it's messing you up, get off of it, for heaven's sake. If all you can do is look at other people's life and living, trying to live your life through other, live your own life. Get your own purpose. Get your own vision. Get your own kingdom mind. I was, I was talking I was talking to a pastor friend of mine who has been done wrong, who has been done very wrong. And, I, and I've been with him for a while. We're, we're good friends. I trust we'll be good friends until we die. But I was talking to him about a month or so ago, and I said, God gave me a word for you. He said, what is it? I said, as soon as you can get your vision and your purpose and your passion bigger than their mess, then your day is going to be a lot better, and your life is going to be a lot better. I know people aggravate us. There are some people that have aggravated me to no end. But guess what? They're not going to live inside my head. And it's not going to be about them. And my vision for my life is bigger than, than what they are going to be allowed to do in my head. Mm-mm, no way. Not living rent-free inside my head. I'm talking about a peace. And then there's life-changing events in our personal worlds. And, and we don't need to spell that out. We all know what negatively affects us. We know what plagues our mind and steals our peace. And it's a fight to keep our mind stayed on him, not them. But we must fight. Fight. The mind is the battleground. We must fight. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And then it's explained, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Against the knowledge of God. Don't miss this. Against the knowledge of God. We are living in retaliation to the knowledge of man. We have got to quit living on the level of the knowledge of man. Man does not know us. God knows us. And don't you believe one thing about yourself that the Scripture doesn't say. And the Scripture says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. The Scripture says that we can be sanctified. The Scripture says that we can stand strong. That's what the Scripture says. The Scripture also says there hath no temptation taken us. But that is what? Common to man. But who is faithful? God is faithful, not allowing us to be tempted above that which we are able 
Are you ready? But with the temptation, he will make a way of escape. And if we can ever get to the point to where as soon as we are tempted, we turn it into an invitation to connect with God. This is what I'm talking about. We're going down the road and we look at something and we see something that we should not see. We can't help it. But then we look back. The, what we saw the first time is not sin. Looking back is sin. As soon as you look the second time, then it stopped right then. Jesus Christ, forgive me for, for the fact that I just looked at that situation. I chose to. I couldn't help the first time I saw, but I could help the second time, and I did. I'm talking right then. When we start to lose our cool, hold on just a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Lord Jesus, would you please help me not to lose my cool? Whenever we're trying, whenever we're trying to break addictions, and that comes back on us, if if when that comes back on us, if we'd fall to our knees right then, you say, "Oh, that is so old school." Well, why don't you try it? Because what you're trying is not working. And so, what we could do is, is we could fall right down on our knees, God. I've, I've got to have your help. I'm fighting. I'm, I'm, I'm losing. I'm losing right now. I can't do this on my own. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. And so God helps us, and we get up. And then it may be 10 minutes later. It may be 30 minutes later. It may be the next day. It hits again. We're quick. We're right on our knees. Here we are again, God. It's me. It's me again, God. Here I am. I can't fight this. It's back on me. And then that afternoon, listen, if we had to hit our knees 10 times a day, 20 times a day, 30 times a day, if we had to get back by ourselves somewhere at work, go into the closet, go into the restroom, do whatever you got to do, God help me. Here it is again. God help me. I'm talking about a peace that God can give us and we must bring every thought into the knowledge of God, not what man thinks of us. When we fight, and I'm hurrying, but when we fight, here's how we fight. We've been given the armor of God. We've been given the word of God. All these are weapons. We've been given prayer with praise. We've been given the name of Jesus. We've been given the word of our testimony. We've been given the blood of the Lamb. We've been given the Spirit of God. And we've been given angels. We can win. We can win. You're not going to win by your New Year's resolution. You're not, you're not going to win by, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to, well, I'll take control of this. No, you're not going to take control of it. We're not able to win these battles on our own. But if we will pick up our weapons, it's simply not the will of God for us not to have peace of mind. It's not the will of God. How could it be? Romans 16 and 20 says, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The God of peace. Philippians 4 and 7 says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
I'm speaking about a peace. Let's not miss the obvious. I'm, I'm speaking about a peace that passes understanding. I'm talking about a peace right now that, that is in hospitals with people who need it. I'm, I'm talking about a peace right now that can be with shut-ins that need it. I'm talking about a peace right now that, that wherever you are, what, whatever you're facing, I'm talking about a peace that passes understanding. I have gone through things. We have gone through things. You have gone through things. I can't explain the peace that came over me when, when I watched my father's casket go in the ground and I was 19 years old. Yes, I was shaken. We were torn totally up. But, but, but somehow, it, 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 just, it didn't just totally bottom out. There was, there was a peace that caught me. When, when we buried my father-in-law, in other situations in life, when, when our world has been turned upside down, when we, you have these plans, you have these plans, this is going to happen, and then different things happen, and your world shakes. There's a major difference in your world shaking when you're trying to have the peace that the world gives, and your world shaking when you have the peace that only God can give. I'm talking about a peace that passes anything that we understand. And I'm telling you that Jesus is here to give us that peace. They were in the boat. The waves were beating. And the ship, it speaks, it was about full. And he said, peace, be still. I'm talking to somebody right now that... The waves are really doing some beating on your life. And your ship is about full. It's, it's, about, it's about all I can take. Well, th- that was all they could take too. And what they needed was Jesus to do something. And do you know what he did? He spoke. He spoke to the storm. It's very, it's very interesting that if you, if you read that, that story, it's, it's like there arose a great storm. And then there was a great calm. It's very interesting to see that, that great is matched on both of those. I'm speaking right now. If you're in a small storm, he's got a small calm. If you're, if you're in a medium-sized storm, good news, he's got a medium-sized calm. You're in a great storm, good news, he has a great calm because he, his spirit will match any storm that we're in. It's just up to us to let him. And one of the most frustrating things is to watch people run past the Prince of Peace pursuing peace. It is so sad to see people looking for peace in all the wrong places. And I'm sitting here, standing here telling you today that it's time to make some serious decisions about how to keep our minds stayed on Him, even if people think you are crazy. What, what's more important? What they think 
or our peace of mind? What, what is more important, them or him? And his word says, I will keep you in perfect peace. But now, but, but, but now you've got something to do about this. You've got to keep your mind stayed on me. You've got to keep your mind stayed on me. And so when, when you're talking to your friends now, and, and your friends, those that, that, who consider themselves a part of new life, and then you, you can be a lot straighter with them, and you've you got to be a little nicer with the people who aren't. Why, why are we wasting hours and hours and hours with us trying to be the answer to people who have been born again who are not keeping their minds stayed on Him? We can't out-God God. We cannot out-God God, but I can tell you if we'll help each other adjust our staying... If, if we will help each other, okay, we're having situations in our life, our life's turned upside down. Well, why don't we talk about your prayer life? Well, well why, why don't we talk about your word? Here, do you need some help with this? Why, how are we going to pump more word in you and get more junk out? And how, how are we going to do this? Well, why? Because it works. Just because it works. It is a peace that will pass anything that we can understand. As we stand together right now, and I, I know the service has gone longer, but God has done many things today, and I, I hope you won't just rush, rush out right now. But if, if there is anyone, if there is anyone that you've been under attack in your mind, and you need, you need peace of mind, would you please not think twice, and would you walk quickly to the front? You have been under attack in your mind, and you need peace. You need peace. If you're in this building, and you have never given your heart to God, you, you have never been born again, you, you have never received that that power. You, you don't know what it feels like to, to go down in water in the name of Jesus and have all the sin that, that will just literally drive you crazy, washed away. Then, then please make that decision today and come, come to my right, your left, and, and there will be some, some ministers that, that will be able to talk with you. I believe, I believe that God is going to do a work in, in, our, in our minds. I believe God's going to do a work in our mind. Everyone that is standing in the chairs, would you just stretch your hands toward the front? Everyone who has, who has walked forward, can we take a moment? Everyone who has walked forward, can we take a moment? And, and, can, and can we think, is there anything that's ungodly, that's unholy, that, that we are continuing in our life that we are continuing in our life can, can, we ask, can we ask God to forgive us of that right now anything anything that's not pleasing to God can we ask God to, to forgive us of that right now Father we come 
Father, we come. Cleanse our minds. Cleanse our spirits. Cleanse our minds. Cleanse our spirits. Father, there are, there are things, and as we pray this prayer right now, there could be many people in this sanctuary and even online that needs to pray this prayer right now. Father, would you forgive me? Would you forgive me of anything that is not like you? Would you forgive me? Forgive me, God. Spirit, soul, body. Spirit, soul, body. All of me. Forgive me. I humble myself before you. Some of these things we've talked about several times. I'm coming right back to you because it's not conquered. I've got to have you. I've got to have you. When you feel, when you feel he has heard you, when you feel he has heard you, then go into this prayer. And this prayer is is about, God, I'm going to make changes in my life to get my mind stayed on you. Let's pray that prayer right now. God, I'm going to make the changes in my life. I'm getting my mind stayed on you. I'm getting these doors shut. I'm shutting the doors in my mind that will not be in front of my eyes again I will not be listening to that again I'm making a commitment my eyes will see your word more